Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Do not forget that the K-Cups are here. It's been a long time coming. That's a product that I know a lot of people have been asking about through the years, getting those uh, Keurig cups available for Strange Brew Coffee, but now they're here, and there's no going back. They change things forever. They do, and don't forget, if you are a student, they have the gift card yeah. that you can go up there and you can get you something yeah, to drink as, for as, free. As finals, have you, have you contributed again? I plan on doing it probably today. I was going to do it yesterday, but when it ran out of time. When did finals end? Um, this week, I guess. All right. I might have to get up there myself, too. We, 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 we both threw in last time. So yeah, we, we did. Might, might need to do that again. That's a good call. Um, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That is the place to buy Mississippi State merchandise, the biggest and best selection of Mississippi State merchandise available in central Mississippi. If you still don't have a national champion shirt, shirt which I'm wearing right now, actually. What are you doing? Well, I mean, I, a, I don't know how you got this far, but now's the time to get them. Uh, and, of course, Liberty Bowl shirts are available. Anything you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Licensed and officially licensed merchandise on top of that. So, check them out. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flow by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's a unique restaurant, not just to Starkville, but anywhere you go. You just can't find anybody turning Southern classics into Mexican favorites. If you like fried chicken, fried catfish, fried shrimp, pulled pork, things like that, and you think, okay, those things are great. How can I make them better? Put them in a taco, and boom, you've got it done. So head over to Humble Taco, grab a margarita, grab some chips and queso, and grab some delicious tacos like you've never had before. Our good friends over at Firehouse Subs want to wish you happy holidays, and the easiest way to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everybody you know, is to bring them a party platter from Firehouse Subs. You're having, if you're having a Christmas party, that's the way to go. And they've got great deals on them. you just got to call your local Firehouse Subs. There's locations in Starkville and Oxford, Tupelo and Columbus, and Flowood and Madison, and they'll get you a great deal. And if you're just looking for a great lunch, download the Firehouse Subs app Order online. You're in, you're out, you're done, and you pile up the reward points so you can be eating delicious firehouse subs for free. We haven't done a, a three P's for basketball, and I don't know if we'll go that far into it today, but this is a huge game Saturday for Mississippi State, Robbie, against Colorado State. It's a team that's undefeated on the season, looking at the Rams, averaging 85 points a game. I mean, they are a, a really good team, shooting 54% from the field, shooting 43% from behind the arc, uh, shooting 82, 81% from the the, uh, the free throw line. They they out rebound their opponents. They they assist to turnover is almost two to one. Where it's seventeen to ten. I mean it's really good. This is a top to bottom 
this is a uh, this is the kind of mid major team that right now you can look at them and say they will win a six eleven. 5-12 kind of game come March. This team looks like they're going to be trouble all year long. Yeah, and this is why that Minnesota game was so big for Mississippi State to find a way to win that because you have another game against a team that has started off strong that's probably going to be a tournament team mm-hmm. and the pressure is on here to win and to win at a neutral site. You're not playing at home. So this is a tough matchup. It really is. And it's a, it's a shame that State, you know, right now feels like this is a almost a must win situation. But that's kind of where you're at. It is kind of where you're at, you know. I, I could state, you know, survive a third non conference loss? Probably. Especially like you said, if Minnesota, Louisville, and Colorado State all end up being not even tournament teams, but just bubble teams. You're talking about a, a, a home loss for Minnesota. That's a tough loss because you lose your home that, that that hurts you on the net. But you have a this would be a neutral site game coming up. You have the neutral site loss to Louisville. You could probably survive that, and and still, you know, if you handle business in the conference, what eleven and seven, something like that, you're probably going to be okay. But it's going to be tough. the The bigger issue, and I think you agree with me, is this: State needs to win a game like this just to show that they can do it, and to show their fans that this season is going to be a good season. They need a win in a game like this. Yeah, it goes back to what we've talked about that this team we feel like is going to be really good midway through conference play probably. I'm going to feel really good about this team, I I think, as they get into conference play and start playing a lot of ball games. But, you know, last week, get down big against Minnesota. You make that spirited comeback and you have a chance in the final minute and you can't pull it out. You know, it's getting to the point now where you're wondering, you know, can they win those kind of games? Um, and so you got to prove that you can beat teams like that in, in non-conference play that are champ- or not championship contenders, but NCAA tournament contenders. Mm-hmm. And you've got that now in back-to-back ball games here with, with Minnesota and Colorado State. And this is a game I feel like Mississippi State really needs to win. I mean, you, f- you feel pretty good about Georgia State, Furman, and Winthrop to close out conference play. You'd be feeling really good if you win this ball game and you're sitting there at 10 and 2 mm-hmm. going into the SEC play uh, to to take on a, an undefeated possibly Arkansas team yeah um as opposed to being 9 and 3 that, that that to me feels like a big difference you've beaten some you've beaten at least a team that you feel like can be in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and not lost to um to three teams that are potential NCAA tournament teams the Rams are led by David Roddy, who's a, a sort of a wingman, six foot six guy out there on the perimeter. Great shooter, fifty eight percent from the field, forty seven percent from the three point line. He's averaging twenty points, almost twenty one points, and eight rebounds a game. So a really, really good basketball player. Uh, Isaiah Stevens also in double figures for the Rams, fifteen a game. Uh, he appears to be the uh, the point guard, 63, 63 assists on the year. It's only 12 turnovers. That's a fantastic ratio. And the only other Ram in double figures is John Tony at 12.7 points per game. Uh, D- Deshaun Thomas also at 9.6. So he's right there on the on the verse. So you got four guys averaging double figures for this team. Very balanced. They're just this is just a quality quality basketball team. And I don't know that State knew that when this this game was scheduled. No, but it's turned into a game that if you if you win it, state's forty ninth in the net as the last time I looked. Um, 
a win here probably puts you pretty comfortably into the, the low 40s. And it's weird to say that, try to get your mind, low 40s is higher up than 49, obviously, but you're 42, 43. When you get into conference play, I think you're going to have every opportunity to, to put yourself comfortably into the tournament with wins and conference play. But going back to last week, and you sort of hit on it a second ago, to, to come back twice the way they did, but come up short in the end. You know, Brandon Walker was was talking about this on Twitter with me, and he said, you know, under Ben Howland, State has just lost this game, this kind of game, so many times, where they have an opportunity to get a quality non-conference win, and they or conference, yeah, and they just come up short. You know, I think if you look, especially in the non-conference, if you look back, State in the, the in the tournament year beat Cincinnati at home. That was probably their best overall non-conference win under under Ben Howell without thinking about it. Conference, I mean, we've talked so many times about the, the Ole Miss series and how they can they always seem to lose that first game and it just sort of dissipates all of the momentum. You mentioned Arkansas. That's the first conference game of the season. That's a top 20 rated team. They're very good. State needs to win this game and win the rest of them to build some momentum. And so that that first conference game, you're not playing, you know, in front of fifteen hundred people. Yeah, yeah. And it starts here on Saturday. A win in this situation, I think, would get people buzzing a little bit. Like, okay, they bounce back from that loss, and that that's a good win. Yeah, I I felt all along that if State could just kind of keep their head above water in non conference play, and not dig themselves in a hole, that they could be in in pretty good shape as conference play kind of starts to really heat up. And keeping your head above water is beating Colorado State. I mean, I I don't think they've lost any bad teams yet. I think Minnesota's going to be really good. I think Louisville's going to be good. But And I don't think Colorado State's going to be bad either. That won't be a bad loss. But you don't have any signature wins. And that's the key. You you need a signature win. I I feel like this would be a signature non-conference win. It's going to be about being better defensively for Mississippi State. Uh, Reading uh, Ben Hallen's comments from his press conference on Wednesday, he said that the first hour and a half of their practice earlier uh, on that day was all about defense. That they just uh, they they struck. I mean, they struggled defensively so badly against Minnesota. They weren't good. No, they gave up eighty-one points uh, in the second half. I think Minnesota shot almost sixty percent. Now there there were some shots that they were hitting that they, they had hit some contested shots, but you know a lot of people were arguing that like, well, we've had their had our hands in their face, but not the whole game. No, no, that, not for sure. They were not good. That that was one of the worst efforts defensively I've, I can remember points. in a while. I mean, that's, that's just not that's not going to get the that's job. That's not done. Ben Howland's forte. Here's I mean, that's quote. not the that's not. No, here's the quote from Howland: We're not going to beat teams in the SEC or anyone else left on our schedule unless we play better defensively. He's absolutely correct about that. So we'll see. You know, and I'll say this for Howland's teams: They have had in, in the past a propensity to bounce back. When they've had a bad loss, they've been able to come back and get a good win. So we'll see what ha- what happens there. Um, they they never fully like tank. <laughs> right, right. They never go on like an eight game losing streak. Right? Yeah, they, they always seem to to keep you just interested enough. Uh, at least at home, De- definitely not interested enough to come to games because that's still not happening. No. <laughs> but people, people were at least paying attention to the games. So before we we move on from basketball, let me ask you this because we talked about it yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Basketball, the start of college basketball season, gets absolutely overwhelmed by the end of football season. You know, the most important games of the season are happening when the first weekends of college basketball are happening. If this weekend 
was the start of the college basketball season. Now that we've gotten the championship games out of the way, all that's really left is Army-Navy, and then we'll go into the bowl games. Do you think there's more interest in college basketball here in the SEC region if we were starting the games this weekend? More interest, more interest than it has been? Yeah. Probably. I mean, I don't watch basketball outside of Mississippi State. I'm going to be honest with you. Did you used a to hard... watch a lot of college basketball? Yes. Because I did too. Yeah. That was my favorite sport growing up. And it's just not a great product. I, the games are not fun to watch. It's The flow of the game is bad. They need to go to the four quarters. Which that would, that. That, I think that would help out a lot. Officiating's bad. It's just not a good product right now. The, the games are not, not that entertaining to me. Um, and there might be people that disagree. I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree with that. But for me, I'm just not interested in college basketball outside of watching the team that I cover. It's just not not something that I clear my schedule for. I'll sit there and watch college football all day long. But college basketball, it's, it's tough. I saw, I think it was Michael Bork, he was, t- was tweeting back and forth. Somebody said that they like college basketball better because you know, it's the real essence of the game. And they were talking about that Tennessee-Texas Tech game that finished, I think the the last score I saw, they were tied at 47 with two minutes to go. Ugh. I mean, you can't watch games like that. Because the guy was saying he didn't like the NBA. I'm like, the NBA That's probably more, if I had to guess, it's probably more p- political for him. Probably, but like the NBA and college basketball are just, they're totally different. They're not the same sport. No, they're not they're at not all. the same sport. I mean, in, in the NBA, everybody can make shots. Everybody, Everybody can make, can make shots, shots. And, and there is no defense. See, I, I take a little there, – there's defense. The, the, these guys are so good. Memphis scored 176 points, I think, the other okay, day. Okay, that, 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 that's one game, though. For the most part, you got elite shot makers. Holding them to, from stopping them any possession is, is a win, I think. So I, I don't buy into the whole I, – I don't, I don't. It's not as physical as it used to be. I'll definitely give you that. It's not very good defense. It's 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 not as bad as people people make it out like they're just going up and down the court and scoring every possession. That is not happening. No, but there more often than not, you see guys kind of let Olay and let a guy go lay it up. And I, I will counter you though. The All Star Game is the worst. Well, the All Star Game the, just out in the world. Fun. I don't I don't care about that. But that that's that's awful to I, watch. I, I agree. But but the, the same is true about the NFL, isn't it? I mean, think about what the NFL used to be. And now we've talked about this. Before. I don't. I don't think that. Well, I think I, the NFL used to be all about like if you went over the middle, you were going to get killed. And now you can't do that. The game has changed and evolved, and the rules have evolved to allow for more offense. They would never. Yeah, but never there's still teams. plenty of defense out there in the NFL. There's still teams that are Not actually like used to be. No, but that's that's well, college. That's, that's football in general. The but offenses that, have advanced to the point where and the rules the, have changed, where you can't just you know massacre the receiver when they leave the line of scrimmage anymore. Yeah, but I still believe that there's more defense, and it's it's apples to oranges. But there's there more, defense more defense in the NFL than there is in the NBA. I bet if we looked at scoring, it's probably not that different in, from the NBA from 20 years ago to today versus what the NFL is 20 years ago to today. Maybe, but I think that's more of a product of I got, offenses. I got my curiosity peaked. I'm going I'm to check. I think that's more of there. a product of the offenses advancing. Mm-hmm. Because right now, offenses are ahead of defenses on all levels of football. That's true. No, 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 um, no questioning that. And no. it'll, it'll catch back up. Defenses will, will eventually start to figure out spread offenses and uh, limiting teams like that. But right now, the offense is, in my opinion, ahead of, the, of what the defense is. All right, let's move on over to recruiting. 
That's brought to you by good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Don't forget, this uh, holiday season, to put beef on the table. A whole prime rib or a whole beef tenderloin on Christmas Day, that's the best present of all. And, of course, you can give a present to your favorite restaurants here in the state by going to the Mississippi Beef Council's Facebook page and voting for your favorite steak and favorite hamburger here in the state of Mississippi. I've done it. My Burger Ed's Burger Joint. My steak, the Beachwood Restaurant in uh, my hometown of Vicksburg, Mississippi. That's where I. That's where I chose. You chose your fa- choose your favorite place, and they're going to get a lot of great recognition this holiday season. Don't forget to go to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes, or you just want to find out more information about the beef industry here in our state, which is nearly a half billion dollar industry a year. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to go for smoked southern soul food. Every time you're here in Starkville, if you don't have Two Brothers on your to-do list, well, what are you doing even? You need to head over there. Great food, great people, great location. Everybody knows about it, and now everybody's trying it out. The new location, I think, which is coming up on just, you know, got to be about a year and a half, two years now that they've been there, and it's just such a great uh, addition to the Cotton District. So next time you're here, you know where to go. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They make it easy for you at Advantage Business Systems. They offer you an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs to grow and keep up with the changing times from a technological standpoint. And then when they make the sale, they don't just give you the 800 number and tell you, hey, if you have any problems, we can get out there, you know, maybe in a week or two. No, they give you their phone number, and you call them, and they come and fix your problems. That's how it's supposed to be done, and that's how they do it at Advantage Business Systems. So if you're looking for great service and great products, they've got you taken care of. Call them at 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right. Last weekend of recruiting visits, uh, signing day will be next Wednesday. The Mississippi-Alabama uh, All-Star Game is going on, so any visits that happen, as far as Mississippi high school players, will have to be short ones. That's why this week here in, at Mississippi State, it appears that, for the most part, the high school guys coming in aren't Mississippi high school guys. And the, uh, the main targets are going to be some JUCO guys and some out-of-state guys. Is that about right? Yes. That seems to be right. Dynamite also- drop-in, Monty. And also, I just saw that uh, Kamari Rogers is visiting Miami this weekend again. Cross him off? Uh, getting close. Getting yeah. close. That'll be a tremendous swing and miss by State if they can't get him. Felt like, I mean, and it, it, this is this is sort of typical Mississippi State. We did the shows about it. And, you know, going into last week and they had so much momentum. Felt like the ball was almost at the one-yard line with Kamari Rogers, And now it feels like Miami has is, is forced a turnover. And it's going the other way. I mean, it's hard to imagine not being able to sell him. You you can come in. Next year, you might redshirt to, to heal your knee. Mm-hmm. But you're going to come in, and you're going to be able to compete for a starting spot immediately yeah. when you're healthy. You're an hour and a half or whatever it is from home. Your parents can come see you. If you're not able to sell that, yeah, how are you going to sell somebody to come play here? If you're not able to take that, all we heard was, well, if Manny Diaz – Gets fired. If he leaves, then that's it for him. Mm-hmm. It was on a silver platter for Mississippi State. If they can't get him, then the cornerback room is a disaster. If you cannot get Kamari Rogers in, you have completely blew it at cornerback. Because all, all, I mean, everybody that comes in, they get a commitment and then they drop them. So I don't know what what are you looking for in a cornerback, and why are there no 
Why, why is there nobody coming in behind those players right. that are better players? This is two years in a row where State has dropped cornerbacks during, throughout the process and then not signed a replacement. And, right. and it's going to add up. When it, whenever Emmanuel well, yeah. Forbes and Martin Emerson are gone, you're screwed. Yeah. You're absolutely screwed. So what does that mean for a Darcel McBath? Well, he's got a he's he's got to nail it here with the either some JUCOs or transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, State struggled, could not get a. Guy, you can't take that for you can't. Could not get a portal guy last year. I mean, you have to get Nicholson in this weekend, mm-hmm. and you need to close the deal on him somehow. See how, how it goes. I mean, how can you rely on that kid? Yeah, I mean, it's just this cornerback situation is a disaster, and it's it's. It's been good at most positions. They've been pretty good. And McBath is, from all indications, a great coach. Yes. But what is going on, man? What is going on with this with the recruiting? Yeah. I, I have no clue what the board is. I have no clue what the plan is. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to find out on sign day what's, what's going to happen here. Yeah. Well, so let's look at the guys that are listed as coming in. This courtesy of uh, Paul Jones over at 24-7. Uh, Xavion Thomas committed to Mississippi State from uh, Louisiana. All indications are there that if he comes up here and everything's good, don't have to worry about a late push from LSU there. So that should be done. Uh, Wesley Miller, not gonna, obviously not in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game. Did you say you, uh, all indications you don't have to worry about a late push from LSU? No, no, no. I said Last I, year, if you remember, yeah. there was an offer presented to someone the, the day, day of, of signing day when he was about to sign his papers. I said if – I said, if there's no late push from LSU, all indications are we should you should be good. <laughs> but I said, if there's no late push from LSU, I mean, they could call that kid as he's about to sign and he say, could have "Hey, a pen we're in ready. his hand," and they don't even have to say you have an offer. They was like, "Hey, wait till February. We'll see." Yeah, I mean, the, but th- this is what we've talked about. You take this, mm-hmm. and you know. When you go into you're Louisiana, gonna have to get- and you're not—I mean, Alabama, Auburn, Texas—that's one thing. If you're Mississippi State. You know that you are second fiddle. Yes. And you just have to hope for the best. You can't get upset. You can't get upset about it. If Les Miles had been a little earlier offering Dak Prescott, he'd have been a Tiger. Yeah. No question about it. I've heard Dak say, you know, no, I'm not what. No. If LSU offered you Dak, you would have been If Les Miles had come down and sat down and been like, you're my quarterback. Yes. Dak Prescott would have been a Tiger. There's no, There's no doubt. That. There's no, no doubt in my mind. He if, would be one of the most hated Bulldog, former LSU Tigers of all time. <laughs> uh, Wesley Miller, obviously not in the All-Star game because he's an MIS player. Uh, defensive back Mumu Ben Wahad of Grayson High School. Grayson, you might recognize that name. That's where the Kim Chase went. Yep. A uh, powerhouse program in Georgia. He is currently committed to West Virginia, but uh, coming in, that's an interesting one. Uh, running back Jordan Bailey, he's the former Pitt commit. Um all indications are he's a February signee regardless, but State needs a running back. It looks like A.J. Allen's going to stick with TCU, so we'll see what happens there. A couple of JUCO DBs are on the list right now. Moses Alexander of Kilgore, Texas, uh, reading the tea leaves over there on 24-7. feels like he's coming in, but it doesn't feel like they have a lot of confidence to get him to commit. And then there's but, the, I mean, the fact that he's coming, he's coming that, that means he's interested. And then you have DeCarlos Nicholson. Both sites, State and Ole Miss, are reporting that he's coming to them. Yeah. So I, it's pretty obvious wherever he goes, I feel like there would be the favorite. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't put any money on it up until signing day. I mean, T. Shepard committed to Mississippi State on an official visit, never even visited Ole Miss. Yeah. So I mean, until signing day gets here, folks. With, with especially I mean, even with Kamari Rogers, yeah. like 
you know, we're we're uh, we're we're talking about Darcel McBath and all that stuff, and the the board's bad. This is with the assumption that they don't get Kamari Rogers, but the, the, I'm not counting any eggs yet. Uh, I'm going to wait and see what happens next Wednesday because a lot can happen between now and Wednesday, no matter where players visit. It tends to do that, doesn't it? Um, Avery Sledge, linebacker out of Forest County AHS, committed to Tulane. All indications are that he'll be flipping to Mississippi State. Calvin Dinkins of Lake High School, a very late offer, and a guy who can play nose guard. So basically this is the guy they they, they decided on when they realized Otis was probably not going to happen. And not a bad replacement. Well, I mean, this isn't... It's between State and Baylor. Now, if Dave Aranda wants you to play for his defense, I I believe in you. Exactly. I think people are going to look at that and say, uh, mid three-star... Mid? Mid. Oh, gosh. People are going to look at that and and say, well, here's settling for another guy. But this feels like another Cam Young, another guy like that. Yeah. And I feel like, just watching the film on the on the guy, and he's you know he's going to get in the weight room and get even better. Mm-hmm. He he looks like one of those hidden gems. You know, I, I hate doing that because, you know, a lot of people scoff at that because they want some high-rated recruits, and I understand that. But this feels like one of those hidden gem, hidden Mississippi gems, one yeah. of those guys that's going to be like an Elton Jenkins type. Um, and like you said, if, if Baylor wants you, if Dave Aranda wants you, and they're, and they're sending him in, in home – for those visits, then you're pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris Bell, an athlete from Greenville Christian, the uh, the powerhouse Mississippi program from out of nowhere. Uh, he feels like a best available guy. That's a guy that they may have to keep warm until February. Yeah, or you know, you, you oh, might unless get they don't in. get enough people. Yeah, yeah you might can get him in now. If you, um, if, I would say that if he signs on Wednesday, it means you definitely missed on somebody. Possibly, I don't know. I feel like you could probably get him in though. Okay. And then the last one that's listed here is the big the big one, both literally and figuratively. Percy Lewis, the big offensive lineman from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Was at Ole Miss last weekend. State's getting the last visit. I feel as confident as you can that that's a good thing for Mississippi State. I think that right now it may only be 51-49, but I think Mississippi State leads for this kid. And if you lead right now, you got to feel like you're going to be in good shape. Just don't let Hevesy I mean, talk but to you him. I mean, again, don't want to count your chickens here, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I I, f- I feel like they're in good shape with him. We'll just have to see. But th- this is a must get. A cornerback is a must get. Two, two or three cornerbacks is a must get, yeah. and then just sealing up these other guys, making sure Dinkins is on board, making sure you get Sledge. Um, and Blanton and Elam hasn't committed to anybody. I would go back after him. Like, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. Let's give it a try. Yeah, the old college try, yeah. like you did with Jalen Reed that time. Why not? I mean, he never Reed, played. Reed hasn't again. panned out, but at least he's on the depth chart. You know, uh, uh, has he? I've never even has he even dressed out. I've never even noticed. Sure. I'm him. pretty sure he's dressed. Yeah, yeah. That. And then Paul loves loves to stir up the pot every now and then. Paul's not a a habitual pot stirrer. He like, but he knows when to do it. I don't. I don't think it's so much a pot stirring thing okay. as just being, you know, just waiting to see. Right. But there are rumors that there are two, not one, but two surprise visitors to Mississippi State this weekend. Robbie and I don't know who they are. Please don't text us, tweet us asking who they are. We don't know. That is information is held by Paul Jones and Paul Jones only. Tweet him at Bradlock. Yes. And. <laughs> 
Bjork Brad, AD. Brad Locke knows, by the way. He also is aware. Also, uh, check with Brad for the time of the uh, Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and where you can watch that. And Mississippi State-Colorado State. He, he has all that information. Um, I love a surprise visitor. Love to see who it is. So we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll have that information well, I mean, I guess possibly on Friday. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Because, you know, they always have that thread on, on, the, on the board where, okay, so-and-so has arrived. So, so you're going to get that information that so-and-so has arrived. So Unless they are, like, super secret and they'll be like, don't even tell anybody this kid's arrived. Yeah, so. it, might be, it might be a thing where, and Paul even mentioned this, you know, one or both of the guys, you might not even say anything to sign a day. If they feel like, you know, if, if his sources are saying, you know, we got to keep this really, really on the tight. low, yeah. then he, he might not say anything. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, last weekend of recruiting before we go to signing day should be a, Yay. as always, should be a fun one. All right, guys. We'll be back on Sunday evening, Monday morning to talk about Mississippi State versus Colorado State. We'll recap what we learned, if anything, uh, as far as recruiting goes. And we'll probably have some Liberty Bowl stuff to talk about next week as well. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.